हेलो एवरीवन और आप सभी का स्वागत है एक और एपिसोड ऑफ एम स्क्वायर पॉडकास्ट एंड दिस इज योर होस्ट अनुराग मानिक सो टू ऑल आर लिसनर्स आर यू रेडी फॉर सम इंस्पिरेशन एंड सम मोटिवेशन वेल इफ यू आर देन यू आर इन सम लक टुडे बिकॉज़ दिस वीक वी हैव गॉट एन अमेजिंग इंटरव्यू विद डॉक्टर सुमन सिवाच अ टोटल बॉस व्हेन इट कम्स टू राइटिंग एंड पब्लिशिंग हर जर्नी स्टार्टेड फ्रॉम एक्सचेंजिंग लेटर्स विद हर आर्मी डैड टू बिकमिंग अ कोर टॉप राइटर एंड एन अवार्ड विनिंग ऑथर इफ आई हैव to put it in some words dr suman's journey is seriously impressive and the most inspiring part about her journey is that she even published and not just published she self published her first novel gazala which is getting all sorts of love on amazon plus she's got some seriously wise words about following your dreams no matter what your age is and trust me on this you don't want to miss this episode so tune in to this episode of m square podcast where we give you a tell all and the back story of dr suman's journey and get ready to be inspired to chase your own passions because we were certainly inspired by this conversation of ours with hers so without any further ado let's dive right into this episode of m square podcast with anurag manik and the ever aspiring dr suman sivaj let's get rolling Hello everyone and welcome back to this episode of M Square podcast and this is your host Anurag Manik. Today we have a very special guest with us. She is the author of the book Gazla and she belongs to the region of Prayagraj currently. Yeah, if, we, uh, if you if you if you're watching this on video you can uh, see the background. The this is a wonderful book. Uh, I was just going through it uh, going across it and we will in today's episode we will discuss more about it. Uh, uh, so today we have with us Miss uh, you know Dr. Suman Sivaj and today we'll be embarking on a journey on how our journey started and how she has you know the went through the entire journey of publishing a book and if there is any you know budding author or aspiring authors and who who could be inspired by the journey and there are lo- there will be a lot of takeaways which you can take up from this episode so without any further ado adieu let's dive right into this episode so uh, thank you dr suman coming you know for agreeing to be a part of this for being a part of uh, our podcast and sharing your experiences with us sharing your experience with us today so thank you so much for you know agreeing to doing this episode it's a it's a privilege for us to have have you with us on the show thanks thanks anurag yeah, yeah. So uh, you know Dr Suman I wanted to understand you know like uh, being from an army background if you can just give us a little brief on how has your childhood been and how it started like did you know that as a kid that you wanted to be a author or how did you embark on this journey of being an author yeah so interestingly i always say that uh, homelessness is my home because i have been an army officer's daughter and an army officer's wife so throughout life i've seen uh, i've traveled pan india and okay. uh, i say i belong to rajasthan but i don't belong to anywhere and i belong to everywhere that's how i can yeah. put it but yes since i have been into the multicultural places throughout and have been part of different kinds of uh, schools and systems from kvs to army schools to whatever uh, was available in that particular yeah. station so i think i picked up a lot i picked up a lot in terms of lessons cultures humanity connects bonds and uh, i think there was a lot in me which kept telling me i was a very social person so i was always connecting with people i was more happy in the company of people than being alone uh, okay. so yes i had lot of stories in me always when i was in college days and all and we used to stay in hostels so uh, my uh, friends around always used to say ki ha ab tu shuru ho ja <laughs> so it's like because i could you know really yeah. narrate i was a yeah, storyteller yeah. so i haven't aimed to be a writer initially because of course i was uh, pursuing my studies to become a lecturer and a tra- soft skill trainer and mm-hmm. kind of things but uh, i i had this in me quite initially and i knew that someday i would land into it okay 
So, I mean, like it was, uh, you know, somewhere or the other, you were always been fascinated by storytelling. As you mentioned, there were a lot of stories that you want, uh, which you've been telling people. So if there isn't any story, right, which you might have, uh, you know, uh, you might have been to different postings and, you know, you might have seen your father and now your husband. So if there are any uh, stories like that army stories, which we all crave for, you know, to hear from the army kids. Uh, so if you have any stories or something which, you know, you can share with us here. Yeah, definitely. You know, one of them uh, is where uh, my son started going to a school in uh, a small Tibetan school because okay. my husband was posted in the highest battlefield, Siachen Glaciers. So oh, there, wow. there was this one small, small uh, Tibetan school and the young girls uh, used to run that school. And my, that was my son's first school. Okay. And uh, the language spoken was Bodhi. Uh, okay. So Bodhi is also written like Urdu. From left okay. to right. Okay, uh, okay. Sorry, from right to left. Okay. So uh, that's how, since the culture was that, he started going to that school. Uh, he learned all of that. He learned his initial schooling, the first mm. two years in Bodhi and whatever they taught him. Okay. We came down to the normal station and uh, her teacher told him to write certain things. So whatever he was writing, so he was, instead of writing I-N, he mm -hmm. was writing N-I because for him, I would come from this side, oh, from okay. the right to the left. Oh, okay. So they thought that this is, you know, Tarya Zameen per some case. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So they called yeah. me up to the school uh, for a very urgent meeting with the mm -hmm. parent thinking that, you know, mother needs to be updated and okay. counseled. So I told them that, uh, no, it's that's fine. Just give started. him six to eight months yeah. <laughs> to oh, normalize that's... himself. <laughs> oh, that and, was... Uh, and then yeah. Started, yeah, we started with, you know, uh, again, the alphabets and things like after his first two preliminary years of study, we again started with the alphabets from zero oh, because okay. I needed to tell him that, you know, normal writing goes like this from left to right. Wow. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, that would have been actually uh, quite a scenario, right? To explain to the teachers and how, why the kid is writing in a reverse scenario. And like, so uh, how long did it take for your, you know, for your son to be back? Uh, how it starts, how you usually write in a, no, with like when we went to this new school. Yeah, I told him that uh, you're pretty good. You see, you picked up a foreign language. Now yeah. it's just about an Indian one. So it's going to be easier. Uh, we took six months together. Okay. Yeah, okay. I had to equally put in. <laughs> but the only, the only difficult part was that I had to keep requesting teachers to not put in much. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> must have been very tough for uh, him also, right? To totally understand, uh, to write in a different fashion. And for you also as a mother, to, you know, to have patience and to be with him throughout and to also, you know, explain the teachers that this is the reason why. Yeah, but I think, Anurag, that's what uh, this army way of life teaches us probably. You know, throughout my uh, growing up period, in first 20 years of uh, my dad's service, for 13 years, he was in mm -hmm. field. Oh, okay. Throughout those first 20 years. So you can imagine how I was raised. Yeah. You know, most of the times through letters and telephone calls and things like that. So uh, I think army way of life teaches you that only to just keep adjusting, keep moving yeah. with the flow and things will happen. I think that is uh, one thing uh, which it teaches us, right? To to be prepared for something which you have never seen before. So and I, and I think that is uh, one thing what it 
like the army families, the, uh, what they go through, and I think that is what they separates them from the rest of the people who are there around, because the 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 people people who are serving in for the country really have to give it their all. They won't have time for their families to adjust with it and to be okay with things, you know, not seeing your loved ones for such a long extended period of time. I think that was be really tough to adjust and understand it, and you know, like literally, uh, I, I would salute you for that, and like for everyone in your family who has been serving for the country, I really proud you know to be interviewing you today i think this is one of the experiences of interviewing someone who is you know from an army background i haven't had so far so i would say you know this is something that uh, is not been uh, something which i have not been through so uh, you know what ma'am i wanted to understand more from a perspective that uh, how your journey started as a author how did the story about gazala came up uh, you know if you can tell us more about the character or if you can tell us more about the book that is out there yeah so uh after being long persuaded by my colleagues and friends around that you must now start writing those stories yeah. uh i had the story of a mother finding her lost daughter in my mind from a long time but mm-hmm. it was actually when i found the right setting that i started writing it and that was that uh, when i was just searching for uh, some information on a project for my daughter which was about you know the independent nations select eight of them recently independent nations and write about them okay. so when i started doing it i just started helping her for that so i found out that there is this uh, the youngest nation is uh, kosovo it got liberated okay. in 2008 so it's in balkan regions it's a european country okay and uh, i was so amazed that i did not know about it i was ashamed equally but uh, i thought my god what what kind of a gk i am having these days i don't know okay. about uh, this country itself so i started reading about it anurag as much as i read about it i got so interested because uh, there was no story which did not connect any one of us when uh, it was about reading about their uh, freedom struggle and things mm-hmm. like and the kind of wounds that they still have on their heart and sleeve and the way they are trying to make their nation again a progressive one and the way every single individual is contributing and the same kind of problems of population and uh, uh, jobs employment kind of things that yeah. they are facing i think yeah it it got me hooked and the moment i got kosovo as a setting i thought it's the right time to pour in the story now so that's how gazala came into that oh wow uh, kosovo and yeah. like, i think that, you know like it's just a way of saying how destiny pushes you towards where it expects you to be and like you went on searching for a project for your kid and then eventually you know giving you the back story or where you have based the story of the book to be so uh, you know doctor sumana wanted to understand like uh, you know how is the whole writing process goes for someone who is you know for like you who's writing for the first time the whole process must be very new you have to figure out a lot of things on your own and when you go out in the world and like not many helpful uh, you can say material might be out there so how do you propagate your way and how do you manage your day also like you know you have kids around and like to take care of them and to pursue your passion also at the same time so how does your day look and how do you propagate through the struggles that come across yeah so interestingly uh, everybody starts with a lot of researching and reading about things on internet hmm. that's a pure waste <laughs> don't do that <laughs> okay I did and I realized after 3 months of doing that that uh, these are all MLs that are taking you nowhere. Mm-hmm. It's the story inside and the writing skills that you have that would finally make the book happen. 
Okay. So basically, it is not helping you. If you are uh, out there to read for the for learning language or the writing skill, read classics. Mm-hmm. Then again, don't go to the internet for that thing. Okay. What you must go to the internet for is uh, the research for the background of your novel. Because if I'm writing about Kosovo, I have to be thorough with the Kosovo, yeah. the culture, yeah. society, food, people, liking to the extent that I even researched that in that particular time period where the book is set, what was uh, the thing that people were reading. So I even ordered that on Amazon and uh, started reading that literature as well oh, to okay, just wow. understand the psyche. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of research into the background, a lot of research into the kind of characters that you're choosing, why you are giving certain kind of names to the characters, how you are placing them and all of that. But I think whatever uh, reading as far as uh, writing part of your novel is concerned, whatever reading you need to do is before that, not okay. alongside that. Research has to stop and then writing has to begin. If you oh. keep on doing both things together, you can never finish your project. And uh, there is no yeah. ideal thing to achieve as it Agreed. is because yeah. th- there is no such thing. It's an illusion. Is, it's an it illusion. It's escaping you all the time. Yeah, you true. think of trying to reach there. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, secondly, that uh, I did two things which helped me very specifically. One, that I finished my all research and everything. And second is that I dedicated a time limit to my chapters. Like I did my chapterization. I did my plot. Okay. I... Uh, sat through it I thought through it I'd made my story uh, table I've made a PPT with everything I've taken all printouts put them on my storyboard as like chapter one two three four I changed okay. the name later on and all depending on you know how the story progressed mm-hmm. but as a guideline point okay. A to point B if I need to reach I should know B C D E yeah, yeah, yeah. in between so that's how but yes I had put up a timeline for everything. So it was like, yes, it should finish on 22nd December. It should finish finish on, oh, wow. you know, 1st January, nice. things like that. That helped me. And about schedule, Anurag, don't see. <laughs> it, it, initially, it really took a toll on me because I thought that uh, what is one thing that I should prioritize and, you know, leave other things because everything seemed equally important, especially yeah. for women in Indian society. It's very difficult, you know, to make time for their own interest. Uh, fortunately, my kids are teenagers now. Okay. So I don't need to be there for everything, everything. at this moment. So I have some time for myself. Uh, yeah. So that that is how, and also that they are good readers. So oh, my son okay, is a big, big sci-fi fan. Oh. So okay. that's how you know they understand. So when I yeah. write, and if they open the door of my room and I don't look up and respond, that means that she's writing and don't want oh. to be disturbed. <laughs> that's understood now that term has come happy about it (laughs) i think that's more of the understanding and the support you need from people around you and i think that really helps you across so you know that one thing which really uh, was of intrigue to me which you mentioned you know like do not do your research and writing at the same time Uh, i would want to understand want to ask you why is that so i mean like is it because when you are researching and writing at the same time you tend to include more narratives or you can you tend to you 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 will start adding in more pointers which are not necessarily required is that the reason or is there some other reason why you should not research and write at the same time and all the research has to be done before you start writing yeah there are two points to it one is that uh, if you are doing anything along with writing which by which i also mean editing your own text because okay. if you keep doubting yourself and you keep editing it all the day you are reaching nowhere okay okay so basically anything that you are doing along with writing the book slows the process and the journey and creates a lot of self-doubts. 
So that is a lot of diversion, basically. So that's one. And uh, second is that while you have, when you have set on a journey, you are already sure the land you are in, the people you are with, you know, your characters are with Mm -hmm. you and the land is there with you. Now, if you are going back and researching and finding a new element, uh, you are just surprising yourself all the time. You know, rather than being comfortable in the skin and start living that journey, you are just uh, creating more of the uh, confusions for yourself. And that would come in writing, definitely. You can't escape that. And then your leaders would also be in the dilemma that in this chapter, she was here. In this chapter, now she has written you. You know, so that's how. So, uh, yeah, that's a very wonderful point. It also raises a question in mind. I'm sorry, I'm, I think I'm asking too many questions here. But so when you mentioned, right, like when you're researching around uh, 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 while you're writing, so it causes a confusion in the reader's mind. So how do you ensure that, you know, the reader is going from point A, B, C, D, E and F? So how is that linear progression happening? So is there a way by which you ensure that? And, you know, ju- not just that, if there are any more ways which, you know, which you have learned while you're on your journey of writing a book. So uh, how did you ensure, you know, the reader is going Linearly in your story, and if there are any surprise twists or turns, they're they're not ready for it. So that twist feels real, and you know they're all very excited and out for it. Or like if you went uh, took them on a linear journey, how did you ensure that that is uh, through and through? So because when you're writing, I because when I, I also talk I talk it from a personal perspective that when I'm trying to record something, I feel it's perfect in my mind. You know, at times when it goes out, then only I realize, okay, okay, no, 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 this was not that good as I thought of it to be. So how do you ensure that, you know, that sanity check, uh, check is there when you're doing something new? And how do you ensure, you know, it is of the standards that people would like? Okay. So again, I'll say that two important things to note here. One, that you must not mind what people would think or say or judge, because in that case, you're just not going to be you. Okay. Uh, Looking at yourself or your writing skills from somebody else's perspective would only put you under pressure, would Mm -hmm. not take anything good out of you. Uh, Two is that, yes, ensuring that. That's why I said that when I plan, I plan the whole plots and the subplots and I write them on the storyboard. So uh, like you see in those uh, movies where they are tracking a criminal, so they put point A, B, C, D and then they put them. So they're pretty sure the places they're going. Uh, So if I'm writing about, uh, for example, she crosses three continents, you know, she's Mm -hmm. in Canada, India and Kosovo. So three places throughout in the novel. So I have placed my chapters in these three places. So there is this big Canada map, which has chapter one, three, five. Then there is a big uh, Kosovo map, which has chapter two, three, seven. So things like that. I have already placed them like that so that I should be completely clear that where the story is going. So it's going. About the twist and turns, or you said the surprise element. That also I plan beforehand so that it lands as a surprise because I don't want the story to be very linear. For example, Mm. when the book starts also, it starts from uh, a place where the daughter is already being found. Yeah. So it looks like to the reader that what next to read now, you know, the first page is where the daughter, uh, yeah, they are meeting, but then there are ways of storytelling. So uh, towards the end, that's the best compliment actually I've got about my book that, uh, the end came as a complete surprise. Nobody, oh. I mean, whatever reviews I've got until now, everybody told me this one common thing about it, that uh, the end was a total surprise and haven't read anything like this before. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I think, yeah. No, I when, think when it raises the intrigue in me to complete probably. the book, actually, yeah. 
I think that's really wonderful. I think that as an author, that must be really fulfilling, fulfilling and wholesome for you to be, uh, you know, to get those compliments. So now, uh, you know, like when uh, you've got such compliments, and now if you have to go back to your younger self, and you know, give one advice to your younger self, okay, now this is what should should have done. So what would that be? I think I would tell my younger self that stop narrating stories to your colleagues and winning oh. accolades. Start writing them. <laughs> Start writing them. And make <laughs> Else money. that would never happen. Yeah. And also about time, Anurag. I think I uh, most of us always have this kind of a complaint that we don't have time to pursue our interests. Yeah. And we keep postponing certain things because we think that they are less important than other things. There are things which are important to be done on daily basis, but then there are things which feed your soul. So I think you must take time out to do the things which Mm -hmm. feed your soul. That is on ourselves as a responsibility to, you know, allow ourselves to live that life and make time for it. So I Uh prioritized writing. The moment I did next uh, 10 months straight, I published my book. Until I did not, I could not. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. I think this is one thing, you know, every every interview that I take, every 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 conversation that I have, I try to take up one thing, you know, like that uh, I'll try to implement in my daily life. And if I have to take one thing out of this interview, no, ma'am, it will be this one only, you know, uh, apart from doing what you're doing on a daily basis, you have to prioritize certain things that feed your soul. Uh, I think that thing is going to stick with me for a very long time now. So, uh, no, like, no, ma'am, like, uh, yeah. So, Dr. Suman, like, you uh, started on a journey alone, and then we were talking also, like, how you have published this book entirely on your own from end to end. You know, it was your struggle to going through that whole uh, Amazon website, finding out how to self publish a book, designing the cover, and everything. So, uh, you know, like, if there is some aspiring author who is, you know, starting getting started in the journey, if you can just tell them in, you know, three to five simple steps on all the things you did and uh, how it helped you, or like, uh, and also we'll come back to the part on, you know, what. Are the most unethical practices that are going out around the publishing industry right now? You know, if you can tell us a little three, simple three to four steps which anybody should take care of before you know they're going for the self-publication uh, of their own books, of their own stories. Okay, so uh, after finishing the book starts the main job. Okay. If if the author is thinking that writing is a big job, that is just one part of it. Thereafter starts the yeah. difficult part because writing is your niche. That's why you're yes. doing it. Yes. So it should be the simplest part, basically. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. The, the difficult thing is thereafter, which is like editing. Uh, if you are, if you cannot be objective to your story, don't edit it yourself. Hire okay. editor. Mm-hmm. And uh, a good one, spend on a good editor. If you are not uh, one who is good with editing yourself or cannot distance yourself from the story and objectively edit it. Otherwise, you'll stay just too close to it. You know, from 330 pages, I bought my book to 250. Oh, oh, okay. That's 20, 30 (laughs) percent. That much I edited. Oh, wow. (laughs) So so that says it all. Second is that when, if you think that you have uh, enough uh, time to research that how to go about self-publishing and do it yeah. yourself yes most welcome if you do not have there are many kinds of help available online or uh, from different kind of uh, companies that have come mm-hmm. up these days who offer you different packages you can take one of those and sail an easy boat rather than going my way but if yeah. you would go this way you will learn something after which you would not need any company to do anything <laughs> for you <laughs> Yeah. So, so depends that are you in for more learning 
or okay. do you want to sail in easy boat you can go either yeah. ways okay. but yes uh, as far as uh, the self publishing is concerned it has lot of challenges also uh, there will be a great help if you can uh, hire or if you can talk to some kind of beta readers like this is quite uh, something that i observed helps for example if uh, anurag reads books and he's mm-hmm. my good friend so i just send my book to him for a feedback before okay. publishing So okay, this is like okay. I'm sending my PDFs to the beta readers who okay. would read that feedback. So ten odd people, and that would help me, you know, see that uh, what I am thinking of my book to make an impact is it making or not. So okay. that helps uh, an author. So I think the editing part, the beta readers' feedbacks, and uh, then self publishing or going by these packages or by the traditional publishing that is completely your choice, depending on how much work you would like to do thereafter. Okay. Okay, understood. So I think that's a whole. It depends upon the person to person basis. Uh, basically, you know, like the time you want to invest into it, and how much time you have available, and what is the process you want to go through. Like you to want to be closely associated in each and every step, or you you're okay, you know, like giving it to a third party and then it let them do the work for you. So yeah, I think and like no, ma'am, like you would have been exposed to a lot of things that. are not you know what in sync with what you believe in or maybe not in sync what the, the general practices should be so you know some unethical practices which you might have mentioned and when i say unethical not necessarily unethical but something which does not seem okay if i have to put it that way so like if you know if you had come across any of such things if you can share it with us because we are not privy to those so it, you know maybe it can save some budding or budding or aspiring authors from you know falling into those traps uh okay so uh, there is there are these very famous memes about uh, interviews these days which is uh, when pressure goes for an interview and the interviewer always asks that uh, i want a 3 years experience so oh, that's yeah. always yes, like that, yes, you know? yes yes yeah yeah so the, the same is when you approach a traditional publisher you you oh. are not entertained until you are the author the okay. established one mm-hmm. so of course the first book cannot be established until established, yeah. it is published and being liked Yeah. So yes, approaching traditional publishers and getting rejections from them is something that can really hurt anybody to the extent of not writing over yet again. Okay. So I would say that uh, yes, writing them parallel mails and waiting for their reply also to come is a good idea. But uh, alongside, don't let your story die. There are so okay. many self-publishing platforms. Even the KDP, Kindle Direct Publishing, if nothing else, go through that. That's the easiest thing that one can do through an e-book, also okay. because everybody is reading e-book these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at least do that. Don't let your story die, and at least share it with your friends and families because that's the only way to know if you're good enough. Okay. And if you're good enough, you would be found out after some time. Okay, agreed. I think yeah, yeah. The, the story if it would touch, it would be appreciated. Yeah, that's that's such a wonderful thing to be very honest. You know, like you know, just not wait. You know, try it parallelly, try it out parallelly, but also have something. You know, so that the process does not stop in this uh, whole thing that is going out there. So I'm um, like, no, doctor. So I'm just, you know, like if you can dis- uh, just, you know, if you, uh, the 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 gazala, the title. If you can, you know, let let us know what does the title means and like how does this title came across, and how do you go about the process of you know naming your characters or writing the backstory or developing the character. What is the process that you follow for yourself for all of this? Okay. So uh, one of the very uh, quirky thing I do about my characters is that I search them online and I uh, find a picture which is quite. Uh, my character for example i looked for many uh, women and uh, who who look uh, who are like 
fair side of Indians who could be mistaken for being a Canadian also, okay, for being okay. a European also. Okay. Because there was a purpose behind it in the story. Mm-hmm. So I searched for a lot of these kind of people. And when I uh, finally found somebody who was very close to that, I just took that printout. I named Ghazala and put it on my storyboard. Oh, okay. So this is one thing that I do for most of my characters. Because that keeps uh, that uh, makes me more associated with them. And very easy to describe them thereafter. Okay. Because something I had in my mind, I found out that picture. Now I've seen Anurag myself. It's very easy for me to describe Anurag Agreed. thereafter. Yeah. yeah. Like that. And about Ghazala, Ghazala is uh, an Arabic word which means charming and intelligent at the same time. Oh, okay. Which Ghazala is. And okay. also uh, in, in Hebrew, it means dear. Okay. So... The qualities of deer are somewhere like uh, they live sustainably, they like peace and calm. So those kind of things. So basically, the kind of qualities that the deer has and what the name in Arabic suggests, that is what Ghazala is all about. That is how her innate nature is. And also there is a big factor around it that the name sounds like it's the name of a Muslim girl. Okay. Though she's a Hindu girl. Okay. So why this selection is there is because when she lands into a country like Kosovo, which has an Albanian population and 92% are Muslims there, she doesn't need to say anything as if she belongs to which side of it, which side of the faith. And just on the face value, it's easier for her to get accepted initially when she's already undergoing a lot of turmoil to explain these things. So, yes. So uh, all the names that are selected in the novel, most of them drop hints to the intelligent readers to gain something out of it. That is okay. always related to the story. I, I yeah. do research on selecting names. Until I don't get a suitable name, I put A, B, C, D, X, Y, Z. Okay. But I don't okay. name the character if I don't oh. get it what I want. I think that's such a wonderful process, to be very honest. Now the name Ghazala makes much more sense to me. You know, like I can now understand that there is a thought process behind the you know the entire naming convention of the characters and the story arc of it um so you know like uh Dr. Smith, it's been such a wonderful conversation right where we started from your journey as how it started and now how it is going and like what were the inspirations that you had along the process i just wanted to ask you once so uh, when you were when you were yourself a young kid so did it ever strike to you you know you want to be a book writer and then when you went to your parents okay i want to be a book writer like any story does it revolve because you know we have i, I have talk to some people they have some very because it's a non-conventional career path I would say to become a writer and an author or say any such form of art and craft art and creative space so like is there any uh, you know interaction you had with your parents when you were young and then they were like okay no no ye karta hai. Aise thodi hota hai. so do you have any such experiences from the past okay interestingly uh, Anurag my dad was absent in my parenting in those okay. times when I had to decide my subjects and career okay, okay. so I used to only come home in the in uh, the leave that he used to take so whatever i would talk to him would be very pleasant to his ears okay second that in general uh, even the principal of my school since i was a bright child she would always say no no you got more than 75% in all these science subjects so you are supposed to take only science. science yeah and yeah so th- that kind of a thought process was there and i feel that these days the generation is very lucky that they can choose multiple, multiple. kinds of subjects you know but we could not at that time. Yeah. That time also language could just be a hobby. Writing, hobby, writing hobby, could just yeah. be a hobby. 
yeah it could not yeah. be a career so career. i frankly speaking i never even discussed it because it was just completely out of question yeah. for the society itself to accept and it never came up and i yeah. never met an author so okay. i also thought that uh, these are the aliens who only exist yeah. on mars probably they are not around you just read yeah. their books but uh, yeah when i grew up and i uh, i started you know as as i am a soft skill trainer and also i used lot of stories in uh, mm-hmm. conversation i started my uh, first job as a lecturer in a polytechnic and an engineering college okay so there also i was just 23 and a half years old when i started off first okay. and my students were pretty elder than me or of my age okay. so and all the all boys engineering college so it was oh. quite a challenge you know <laughs> so i uh, my thing used to be to always begin with a story to you know break the ice and yeah, begin yeah. with a story make them interested so i i found out from that time onwards that yes it's going to be there and then i started writing and uh, publishing it in different places like magazines and all uh, for example i had been part of uh, throughout schools and college magazines i've always been in the editorial team i was also in one of the defense magazine editorial team uh, for oh. which i was also awarded the owl trophy so i had always been into the writing but i never actually thought that i should be sitting down and writing a book i thought uh, yeah it's just out of interest but uh, I'm just glad that it happened. That's so wonderful to hear, Dr. Suman. You know, now, uh, you know, before we come to a close, I would ask if you have something to share. If you, you know, any parting words you want to share with the audience who is listening to this. So, what would be as an author to any any enterprising or an uh, what do you say a budding author that is out there? Yeah, that there is at least one story in all of us. At least write that mm-hmm. one first. The rest would appear with time. You know, the the kind of. Uh, belief that one needs to have on oneself is more important the inspiration has not does not need to come from outside it's already there you just need to look inside that's yeah. all don't look around for the people to keep telling you you are good at it you do it yourself uh, that would come with time thank you that's a wonderful you know dr suman and like this whole conversation and how it started how your childhood and how what were your inspirations the stories that you have had as being you know army daughter now an army wife and about the kids that you shared that that story and how he learned bodhi first and then went to a school and how your journey has been as an author how you how you take the process of writing what is your approach to it and how an uh, what an uh, what you can say a budding author can learn from it it's been so inspiring and i think it will help a lot of people out there because there are a lot of uh, authors that are coming out i uh, know i would thank you so much for giving us your time it has been an absolute pleasure and an honor to have you uh, uh, with us today thank you anurag thank you so yeah. much if i have to put into words about this interview it would be about the amazing journey that dr suman had had throughout her life and how she had the perseverance and patience to carry out her journey as a self published author from going through all the difficulties alone of publishing a book it's truly inspiring that and it also proves to me that if you are serious about following your passion then you will get the road you want to take though that's the famous dialogue states that agar aap kisi cheez ko puri shiddat se chaho to sari kainat aapko usse milane ki saazish mein lag jati hai so with those lines i would like to thank dr suman for giving us her time and allowing us the honor and the privilege and the pleasure to have a conversation with her to, and to share this conversation with the people who are going to listen to this episode of ours with Dr. Suman Sivaj i would like to thank her again for being a part of the show and i would request you all to go out on amazon and check her book gazala 
it's an amazing amazing book i've read it i've started reading it i've not read it completely though but i've definitely completed it in some time it's an amazing amazing book from the journey we have what i have read so far and uh, definitely give your reviews and uh, share your inputs on how you felt about this episode of m square podcast i would say it's a very special episode for me and thank you so much for listening to us and keep showering your love uh as the way you have been we have recently conducted a podcasting workshop we were one of the first podcasters in india to conduct a podcasting workshop at mood indigo which is at iit bombay and the kind of reception we received was truly humbling and inspiring for us and thank you so much for showering our love and do check out our instagram we share all our live updates regarding our upcoming workshops up there at m square podcast you can follow me on instagram at anuragwanik7 and do not forget to check out the book gazala by dr suman sivaj and as we always say until next time stay quirky stay different <laughs>